Yesterday, the government finally introduced the intricacies of its new Health Care Act, which will, they say, reduce wait times for surgery and put surgery in the hands, in some cases, of private clinics who will be paid for on the public ticket. Sylvia Jones, the health minister, insists that there are a whole bunch of, I keep coming back to the term, but I think it's effective, uh, guardrails that will ensure that this doesn't run amok and turn into just pure unadulterated private health care with rich people getting better stuff. So again, in the application process, it's very clear that the individuals who are applying for these licenses uh, will have to lay out very clearly how they are going to um, ensure that they have a appropriate HHR. They have to work with their community and local hospitals to make sure that the services that they are wanting to uh, offer are actually needed. So there's lots of places along the application process where there is an assessment of HHR. And what she's talking about here are the private clinics who will have to get licenses and promise to abide by certain standards and practices. One of the aspects is they won't pillage staff from a hospital. The other is that they promise not to upsell people. Um, the liberal health critic is additionally informed by the fact that he is an emergency room physician. Dr. Adil Shamji joins us. Nice to have you back. Thank you very much, sir. How are you doing today? I'm okay. So I think it's three different aspects in the coverage I'm looking at that the government has promised that they will protect the public system. Are you buying it? No, sadly, I'm not. And, you know, just to, just to summarize a little bit, what they proposed was, you know, to move certain diagnostic services and procedures outside of hospitals and into community centers. And from a bird's eye view, this is an idea that has merit. It's been done around the world. And we need to move, you know, very quickly to address a backlog of over 22 million services that has grown under the Ford government. But the concern that I have, the reason that, to use your words, I'm not buying it, is that the proposed legislation, number one, it fails to reduce the root causes of our backlog. And in fact, it could make it worse. Minister Jones spoke about, you know, guardrails, but has given me no confidence or reassurance whatsoever that those guardrails will be robust and that this government will actually follow through on delivering them. Okay, so, I mean, I guess you would concede, we've had conversations before, that the current system isn't working. So why is this not the right option? <clears throat> so, like I said, you know, there are root causes that need to be addressed. You know, our shortage of health human resources. We don't have enough doctors or nurses, and they're leaving the healthcare system in droves. What I didn't see to this was a solution. You know, a few months ago, the government, uh, you know, Minister Jones said she would regulate temporary for-profit nursing agencies. She hasn't done that. And if she hasn't followed through on commitments like that, commitments that would provide guardrails around profiteering in our healthcare system, in this case, around nursing agencies, which is very, you know, which are very clearly siphoning health human resources out of our public system, what reason do we have to trust her now? So one of the abiding fears in any change to the healthcare system as it exists has always been that, you know, generally conservative governments would come in and they would streamline the whole thing for fat cat friends. And then all of a sudden we wouldn't have single payer public health care anymore. Do you think that's what's going on here? Or is this just a, a, a plan, perhaps even with good intentions, that you think is the wrong one? I think what you're describing about this sort of giving way to fat cat friends and lobbyists is a potential risk. 
I can't say for sure whether that's going to happen. And there are significant protections in place to provide that reassurance. And I'll tell you why many of us have every reason to be concerned. You know, if we look back less than even a few years, in the case of for-profit long-term care agencies, we saw during the pandemic, their health outcomes were significantly worse than not-for-profit providers. This government had an opportunity to implement some of the same guardrails that they are proposing today, but they didn't. Instead, what they did was they actually instituted legislation that protected those for-profit providers uh, uh, from litigation and then awarded them even more contracts. Yet again, they had an opportunity to do the right thing and they didn't. I'd be more than happy to help them construct you know, a, a meaningful, safe, equitable, accessible plan for moving procedures out of hospitals and into not-for-profit independent health facilities. I've made many proposals before about how they can do this properly, and they consistently ignore my recommendations. I'm not here to say that it can't, you know, that these procedures can't be moved out of hospitals. It has to be done the right way. And every single opportunity they have, every single time they have an opportunity to do the right thing and to meaningfully implement those guardrails, they never do. Doctor, thank you very much. Good to talk with you. My pleasure. Take care.